the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we are back. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's see here. Let's go to line number uh, one and talk with Sean and Retland. Sean and Retland on line number one. Sean, are you there? Hi, Pastor Jesse. I'm here. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, doing pretty good. Thank you. Okay. You Thank sound you. like you are fading out on me. Is that your phone? Are you on speakerphone or what? Um, one second. Is that better? Uh, somewhat. Are you are are you near the phone? Because it sounds like you're away from the phone. Uh oh. Are you there? I'm still here. Okay. Going on. What's okay. going on, man? Oh, um, just so much going on. Um, I'm just loving all the truth that I'm hearing right now coming out of the radio. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. Amen. How's the family? How's the family? Uh, the family's doing good. We we all got over COVID just recently, so um, I had it, and my wife had it, and mm-hmm. uh, my kids got through it pretty pretty easily. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my wife's actually pregnant, so it was kind of extra hard on her being pregnant and then having COVID. And two things. C- congratulations for for um for for the new one, and also thank you. Um, how long is your wife? How far along is she in her pregnancy? Uh, she's a little over. She's about four months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Does she yeah. do well with her pregnancies, or are they difficult? Uh, this one it seemed the first three months were a lot more difficult for her than the previous four because this is our fifth child. So sure. Um, sure. Yeah, but she she's gotten through the first trimester, which is typically the hardest. And she's doing a lot better now, but um, it's still difficult because she's at home with the kids and I'm at work and she's still got to take care of the kids and homeschool them all day. Being pregnant, it's very difficult, very challenging. So it's character is character building. She will be imminently rewarded um, when the kids grow up and she will be imminently rewarded by her savior. She is in the uh, litany and line of a lot of our women our mothers, our valiant sisters in Christ who have taken up that paradigm. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for her as I am with, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens that I have pastored over the years along with my own wife and my own daughters as well in that same paradigm. Uh, it's the most glorious task that could ever occur. And this is where, you know, you would want to continue to uh, make sure that God gives you extra strength to be able to support her in raising up those arrows for uh, the future, certainly. the near future. Amen. Certainly. Yep. Certainly. Yep. 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 What's your thoughts? Um, I had a couple of thoughts. There's one thing I wanted to share with you on a personal um, thing that I wanted to let you know about. And then um, I wanted to touch on just a couple of things you were talking about as far as like the internet and everything. Sure. Um, 
the, the I'll be very brief. The first thing, uh, there was a brother, his name was Fred, and he had a wife named Lorraine that visited your church maybe like two years ago, I think. Okay. Okay. Do you recall that? I think he said you guys went out to eat after church or in I do not man I, I I know <laughs> I know thousands of people. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, you, I know you meet a lot of people. I, I was gonna let you know because you got you really impacted his life and I just wanna let you know he he passed just a couple no. days ago. So. How old was yeah. he? Uh brother Fred was he was about fifty three. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, where did he, he live? Lung cancer. He lives in Southern California. Yeah. Him and his wife okay. went out to your church maybe about two and a half years ago, two years ago. Yeah. Um, just the two of them, and yeah. uh, just enjoyed the service. And then I guess he yeah. said you guys went and got breakfast or something on Monday after church. Uh, um, you know what? I remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that. I do remember that. He's sweet man, sweet wife. Uh, very yeah. good time. We had a very, we had a very good time, Sean. Just a very good time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Is his wife doing okay? Uh, she's doing fine. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for him and for her and the kids and everything. Their kids are grown, but it's still yeah, very no. difficult. But um, he was he was battling. He he had it really rough for the last two years he was he was fighting and the lord saw fit it was time for him to go home and so yeah yeah he's released he's free yes sir yes sir yes sir i just wanted to let you know that no problem no problem and then um and then as far as the (laughs) the thing about the internet and social media uh so much of what you and all the callers are talking about is so spot on as to what's going on you know i was thinking about it um, you know that verse where the Lord says, where the Lord is speaking in parables in Matthew 13, and the disciples say, uh, why do you speak to them in parables? And then um, the Lord quotes Isaiah, and then he tells them in secret what the parables mean. So, like, it's the idea, like, the Lord is face-to-face. He's, he's, he speaks directly to his people. You know, he gathers them in. And speaks directly to them and but the enemy scatters but the scattering of the enemy has one voice and that's that mainstream narrative that is being pushed on people through social media so it's like in the same way Jesus will speak to his people and we know the Shepherd's voice those who are blinded by the social media are hearing the world's voice and they're scattered and set aside one set aside alone just to hear that one single voice of of what the social media is telling them what the media is telling them and so they they lack and we can all fall susceptible to this apart from God's grace but there, there's a there's a serious lack of critical thinking yep. because all they're hearing is the one voice of the state, yep. the one voice of the media, the one voice, and and so all of these things concerning the election, COVID, um, the riots, uh, uh, social justice movements that are really um, in disguise, they're really socialism, you know, and Marxism. All these things are just so 
dumbed down and zombified, for lack of a better word, with the one voice of the state, of the narrative that they can't think for themselves anymore. And, and it's sad. It's sad because it's just about being objective and looking at the facts, thinking through things slowly and objectively. And, and it, it, it's just, it's sad. It's unfortunate. But the, the ominous, you are so right about the distinction. And uh, you'll hear me preaching mm -hmm. this this Sunday, the Lord willing. I'm going to be explaining why it is that uh, God grants uh, his people to be able to, to uh, remain awake. Uh, I'll be unpacking that in three parts in Psalm 1. Uh, it's a critical medium by which God's people always stay awake, and that's the Word of God. Where the Word of God is impeded, where the Word of God is distorted, where the Word of God is hindered, where the Word of God is uh, um, bound, if you will, relative to its, uh, its, its methodology and its mandate to speak into the lives of eternity-bound souls, where the Word of God is stymied and cut off, uh, men and women have no uh, access to uh, coherent thinking and therefore to reality according to God. You know that's true. And therefore, they are proverbially trapped by the matrix uh, system and therefore are sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. And this is where the plethora, plethora of secular movies that have been out for decades uh, paradigm and pantomime, uh, if you will, the condition of the world, the walking dead, uh, 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 pandemics, uh, uh, all of these sci-fi movies, all of your terror mm -hmm. movies, all of your movies that deal with the dislodging of reality, like uh, like perception. I mean, many of the movies are crying testimonies of the Babylonian system and their inability to uh, to to walk in the light and therefore be grounded in reality and have a narrative of redemption and salvation, Christocentricity, or at least um, a a, a God-centeredness that has an optimistic outcome. Almost all of it is apocalyptic because what you're getting in your uh, larger media outlets, particularly Hollywood, is the conscious of the rebel reprobate manifesting itself as a pseudo God type. You know, God thinks and then God declares and then it is. And so with our secular world system under the control of Satan, it is fundamentally the same thing. Satan manifests himself by blasphemies against God. That's the mouth that he has. Mm -hmm. It's open wide and working through all of these orifices to, uh, to reduplicate men and women in his own image. So you got a society of beasts and then you have a society of lambs and hence the context for the war that you and I are experiencing in this, what I have taught us for years is the dialectical process. Men and women don't know how mm -hmm. to wake up out of it apart from the grace of God, apart from the spirit of God, apart from uh, the sovereignty of God to give men and women clarity on him and his son. Without it, they will continue in the parable without an interpretation. Amen. All right, bless you, my brother. Got to take a hard break. Right. Got to take a hard break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue with your phone calls. Maybe one line open, one 367 or two, one 367 Let's continue talking. And we are back once again, the time 623. 
Let's see. Where, let's go to line number two and talk with JB and Ronan Park. JB, are you there? Hey, good evening, bro. How are you doing? I'm good, man. You're sounding nice and clear in 2021. What's going on? <laughs> uh, man, you know, uh, appreciate all the calls tonight. Uh, I wanted to just, you know, you were talking about um, the dangers of um, not only the social media and the technological age in which we live, because, um, you know, technology is not bad, not a bad thing. It's, um, it's our, like you said, you know, what, the priority it has in our lives. It can be a useful tool. It can be a tool for the gospel. It can be a tool for good communications and research, just like, you know, you use the Internet for. I, I do similarly. But um, when it becomes an idol or when it uh, starts to, uh, when we can't, when we, when we become addicted to it, that's when we run into uh, big-time problems. I agree. But, um, I wanted to just kind of share a, a story about um, um, my child. I have an eight-year-old son. Uh-huh. And I, can, I could tell you, man, um, this whole thing, and I think a lot of, if you're parents of young children, you're, you're going to know what I'm talking about, how they've, how they've isolated kids, you know, here we are trying to, um, you know, regulate the, uh, the amount of technology that, that um, our children have, and then they kind of cut off our, our options in a lot of ways. They haven't eradicated them altogether because I know Sean and his wife are homeschooling, um, you know, their kids, which is awesome. But uh, I can tell you firsthand how um, there's no – we all know there's no substitute for human connection, you know, in the flesh. Right. And I think that that's, that's, how, right. that's how the Lord has made us. But here this yeah. Yeah. system has completely cut us off from each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my son, who who was thriving in a, um, you know, classroom, um, has his, 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 um, his desire to learn has completely been... Um, I hate this. I don't want to say destroyed, but seriously um, affected by this whole, um, you know, learn through a screen kind of thing. And um, it's bad, man. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to I I don't quite know altogether how to turn it around, because um, other than for us to keep talking, I mean, if we. I think what we can do, you know, if we're parents, because our children are, you know, under attack, you know, this is designed to to, to prepare them for uh, for the new world order, you know, because that's that is something that we're that is what we're battling. That's exactly um, what we're battling. It's on us right now. It's it's more real, uh, JB, than people want to admit. But that's why I've been using in the course of this. Uh, this Monday edition of Lifeline, the the different analogies of movies and things like that, because the enemy, just like God, and they're not a duality, you know that God is significantly greater than the enemy, but because of man's own willful rebellion, uh, Satan has had the ability to deceive the masses and bring the vast majority of the world under his narrative. The enemy cannot but think and act within the limited framework of a self-destructive uh, set of, 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 uh, of, of, of maniacal dictums. And his patterns are fairly similar 
And they have been that way from the beginning of time because he's not, he's not omniscient. So even here we are in what we would call uh, an attempt at a new world order. Uh, I've taught this uh, recently. New world orders and resets are two sides of the same coin. Uh, fallen, fallen mankind has been hankering for a new world order from the beginning. It's exactly what happened at the fall. Uh, the, the serpent came to Eve and, and offered her a new world order uh, from uh, the paradisio uh, 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 blessings that God had affected for her and her husband Adam. And so you and I are always dealing with this utopian uh, 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 a lie that is being perpetuated by the world. And yet, because God told us he, he's a liar from the beginning, he's never abode in the truth, and that his fundamental methodology is understood and seen by, by those who have wisdom as stealing, killing, and destroying. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And, and, and we mean that in all of the levels, not just physically, not just, uh, if you will, in some kind of calamity, but stealing in terms of taking men and women away from reality, stealing in terms of dividing families, stealing in terms of impacting the minds and hearts of human beings and bringing them into a culture of death. I've been warning about this culture of death since I've been on radio, and some are telling me now it's been over 15 years, Sean. And uh, here we are looking at more and more of the culture of death only it's more ubiquitous now, it's worldwide, it's multifaceted, and it's much more impactful than people have admitted. Now, notice what, what's going on. You're sharing with us, thousands of people who are listening, a reality that many of us are already aware of and, uh, and have heard about in terms of the impact of the social distancing and, and uh, uh, shelter in place uh, mandate with our kids, but it's also happening with our teenagers, and it's also happening with young adults, and it's also happening within marriages. It's destroying marriages as well because of its abnormal, new normal focus on synthetic methods of communication rather than the authenticity of in-person uh, five senses dimension that God has ordained. God ordained this. And, and we've been drinking on a diet of lies as a world uh, for many, many decades. You know this. You already stated that as you were qualifying the good of technology versus the evil. But what has happened to humanity over the COVID period, Sean, is an attack. It's an attack that has had far more devastating effects than the media wants to acknowledge. It will only acknowledge evil if it plays out for them politically. It will never acknowledge the evil if it exposes them for being derelict in their duty. Now, let me speak briefly before I let you go to what we can do, because we can do something. We can remember how the Word of God has told us to behave and we can begin behaving in that way. We can remember yeah. that the Word of God has taught us to engage in mono-e-mono uh, -e conversation, mono-e-mono -e dialogue, as you stated. The Word of God does that with us. You can do that with your children. Your, your, their mom can do that with them. We can insert more conversation with them so that they are not depressed, demoralized, or otherwise impeded from thriving and growing. Get in the way 
pray about it and stay in the way. And, and they will recover from this as long as we implement the biblical model for relationship and, and, and watch how God helps your child recover from the ravages of this uh, diabolical mandate. Listen, brother, thank you for the call. Well, yeah, uh, real fast, um, bro, uh, thank you. But uh, an attack on my son is an attack on me. I, I don't, I don't take uh, well to that. So I, I, I do everything in my power to uh, to counter uh, this sort of thing and to lift his spirit and to give him yeah. to expose him to all the good things that that yeah. are still completely available. Absolutely. You know, this whole attempt to to cut off to attack us in this way, it's not going to work if, like like you said, and like uh, uh, the other people have been talking about, if we got our priorities straight, God's going to hold us together. He's given us a, a, a spirit of uh, power, love, and self-discipline, or sound mind. Got it. No, and that's it. Self-discipline. For you got it. I've got. I've got to take a hard break, bro. I've got to take a hard break. You stated it. There it is. Walk in your identity and walk in biblical authority, and you'll be okay. I've got to take a hard break. We'll be right back. The time is six thirty-seven. On the Monday edition of Lifeline, a few lines open if you want to call one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Let's go to line number four and talk with Dreema in Alameda. Dreema, are you there? I am. Good evening, Pastor Jesse. Um, I just want to comment tonight's uh, callers and how you started the program. Oh my goodness, this stuff has been on my mind and. You know, I'm I'm not like a super educated person, but I read and I try to stay up on things even if I don't understand them because somehow later in life they seem to come to light again, and then you get more understanding about what was really going on. And when you started out with the AI and and stuff, you know, it's like, okay, what where's that going? You know, what's the purposes, the good and the bad of it? And then we got into other callers talking about family and children and uh and then the Nash you know and then the new world order well i mean the new world order in my opinion i mean their whole goal is to just destroy and change the makeup of what a family is uh and and then on the other hand they don't even care about families cuz now we got a president in there who says you know his, his press secretary says don't ask that question you know he is a uh you know a catholic and he's going to church and all this kind of stuff but at the same time He's, you know, willing to, uh, you know, reinstitute full-blown uh, funding of taxpayer dollars to uh, uh, countries for abortions, you know, and, and, and everybody acts like that's all well and wonderful. I mean, they take the body parts of these poor little babies, these poor little unborn children, and sell them for money and everything else. And I'm sure you, because you're a very educated pastor and stay up on things, I'm sure you, you've been... Uh, reading about this CRISPR-9 thing, the genome editing stuff, uh, many, many times. I mean, there's just yep. so much stuff out there. Yep. And when I yep. try to talk to one of my friends, they, they they don't want to talk about stuff like that. And they're Christians. They, they just want to deal with nice stuff on the surface. They don't want to go deep and pay attention. And the Lord's going to hold us accountable. You are right about that, uh, Dreema, and I'm glad that you are still alive and well spiritually. And I, I mean that uh, f- for everything in me. So, y- you know, you are right. I keep up with these things because 
the fallacy among Christians is that we live in a dualistic world. You know, there's a Christian world that is fundamentally theoretical and philosophical, and then there's the real world. But that is exactly the lie that the devil wants men and women to believe, that the real world is this physical world that is dominated by the structures of government and media and entertainment and business and things of that nature. That is the actual false world that God warns his people about that will end. There is a world without end of uh, a man, the Bible's cause, and that world is the world of God's, uh, his church, the men and women that are redeemed who will be part of an eternal uh, agenda and an eternal uh, reality that is truly paradisio in its nature. It is not utopian. It is not dystopian. It is the consequence of, of God's reality. It's called truth. And the battle that we are waging today is living between that those two worlds. We are on our way mm -hmm. to the world that we're made for, and God is mandating that we tell the world that is presently that there is another world to come of which they will not be participants if they should continue to reject the witness and testimony right. of the truth. Uh, as you are asserting mm -hmm. that our new president has... Um, has has really be, become the individual who will accommodate the floodgates of, of hmm. most of the technology that's in place was impeded by the previous administration. People have no idea how the last uh, administration impeded the vast majority of what's taking place, with the exception for those who are a little bit more keenly aware of what's going on. Unfortunately, Mr. Trump succumbed to the COVID agenda, which is the precipice to the reset. And so it's upon us, even though uh, they did it surreptitiously by putting Fauci in instead of Robert Kennedy Jr., who would have attacked every bit of these right. uh, methods of, of vaccine formulation because of his knowledge of the impact of the vaccines for which he has been fighting mm -hmm. for decades. But once he was removed out of that, uh, that, that watch position, now we're dealing with it in a post-Trump era. And you're right. Uh, this is all about changing the actual uh, nature of human beings from the inside out. Not only changing, mm -hmm. but controlling us exactly as right. the scriptures have laid out will occur. There will be a level right. of control over humanity on a, uh, on a par with patents that control property rights and control um, uh, uh, the formulation of, of, of patents. Human beings will be all part of that, even as we're being pushed into it now, corresponding with the uh, Old Testament mark of the beast, New Testament mark right. of the beast. It's, it's like really that sad, thing, that, that, whole, that whole CRISPR thing is, a, I mean, I mean, I can't even, when I used to read about it, it would just bog my mind. But, right. you know, it, it's basically talking about taking DNA uh, and just cutting out the parts you don't like. It's like, it's like ordering, you know, a menu of children from a menu and throwing yep. away the parts of the ones that you don't want. And now That's we're exactly going to have right. this. Now we have Biden's nominee here that, you know, the attorney general from here, uh, California, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or whatever he says his name, Bersacria Bers or something. Um, I probably butchered that name. But, I mean, he's being nominee for the Department of Health and Human Services, and he's totally on board with, uh, you know, all the major 
you know, abortion groups and stuff. I mean, he's totally cool with all of that. And so this is what's coming down, and he, and they'll totally throw out, the, you know, the Hyde Amendment, uh, which yep. bars uh, women from uh, uh, being a, a federal funds. I mean, if yep. people worried about their top pocketbook, and if that's the only thing they're worried about and not going to hell for eternity, well, then worry about your pocketbooks because the Hyde Amendment will p- take federal funds and, and pay for all these abortions, 40000 whatever it is in this country a year or more. It's more than that, much, much more. more. And then yeah. and then we're going to send money and, and fund it in other countries once again, which at least President Trump, you know, and his people that put him on board with that got that nullified. But here we go again, you know. I mean, it's just... Well, this was, anyway, a, consequence, this was a consequence of multiple executive orders that reversed a lot of that that Mr. Trump adumbrated under the term of America first. Now, Dreamer, I'm glad you know. I'm glad you're aware of it, because that way you can track with me when I start talking about the more acute realities of what's coming in the near future. But a lot of people won't, and they won't want to believe it, because they're in a normalcy bias. That's exactly what John Bunyan warned about. It's called Vanity Fair. I don't know if you've ever read The Pilgrim's Progress, but Vanity Fair... Yes, I do. I have have that here among one of my other half-read books. (laughs) He was a, I understand, he was a prophet of his own time warning about these end times, saying that our humanity would damn us through entertainment. He was so absolutely right, and he warned the Christian not to lose his scroll. That is his Bible, because your Bible is your roadmap to glory. And where men and women end up succumbing to the narratives of this, um, of this uh, this secular system, they will lose their scroll. And my my warning to men and women is to really take your Bible seriously and take preachers and teachers who are willing to tell the truth, even at a serious cost, uh, take right. them seriously because we are not we're not crying wolf. If people do their research, they will discover that right. there is a very coherent plan that is exactly reflective of the biblical testimony. In other words, right. God told us the truth all along. Whether we listen mm-hmm. or not is up to us. Right. Daniel 12 sure spells it out. <laughs> yep. And many other passages. Bless you. Got to take a hard break. The uh, time is 6.46 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We've got one more segment, one 367 5329 one We'll be back in a minute. And we are back. You know whether or not you have been affected by the New World Order, social media, um, all of the things we've been talking about. When you no longer can rejoice and say amen, to sound doctrine and sound teaching. When your soul no longer longs to be instructed by God, to be taught by God, and I mean, seriously, there's a difference between kind of a mental ascent and a deep, deep conviction that what you're hearing is the word of the living God and it's a guide to your soul and it's an anchor and a method by which is keeping you from going over the cliff into the oblivion of sleep and darkness. When you are going ho-hum to the word of God and you can maintain a sustained draft of secular social media for hours and hours and hours and hours on end, you've already been flipped. You've already been flipped. This is what God has warned about. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will continue to set you free. Otherwise, 
you go to sleep with your eyes wide open. Let me talk to Dan now over on line number three. Dan, are you there? Did we lose Dan on line number three? Hello, now you got me. Uh, thank you, Pastor. Anyone that thank would be you. listening to the program at present would be benefiting from that. Um, I'd like to ask you particularly the um, the reason behind First Samuel, and especially in the passage from chapter 9 to chapter 15. I know there's a purpose, but when I first began to read it, I was very scared by the many opportunities that Saul received and the intervention of the Holy Spirit in his life, and yet yeah. he yeah. did not particularly benefit from a close relationship with God. And I'd like right. to know what you think the actual meaning and purpose of the entire book is for Samuel. I'll, I'll tell you. Get this you got any other ones? Because you and I can you and I can enjoy this. If that's a succinct question, I can tell you exactly what Saul is. King Saul is a sign and wonder to national Israel for selling out God as their king and wanting a secular system for their king. King Saul is a lying sign and wonder. This is what you and I are dealing with today. He is the he would be the first manifestation of the Antichrist model uh, erected in the uh, monarchical period, coming up out of the judges into the monarchical period, because King Saul was not God's king. Hosea talked about this. I've explained this for decades. In Hosea 14, he says, I raised him up in my anger, and I took him out in my wrath. He raised King Saul up because it was the people's choice. God was their king. This is why Samuel was so upset with national Israel, because they saw the kings of the pagans, and they saw their entourage, and they saw their pomp, and they saw their military, and they said, we want a king like all the other nations. And it was a clear rejection of Jehovah. It was a picture of governments uh, that tyrannically dominate masses of people, bring them into slavery, pillage their land, Take their men and women, as you heard Samuel explicitly lay out that Saul will take your sons and your daughters. He will make them slaves. He will take your property. He will take your lands. You will be in servitude to him. You will no longer walk free. You will not operate out of the freedom of the promise that God gave to every one of the tribes. It, it would be on a par like us losing our powers of the Constitution that have given us inherent rights to pursue happiness, health, prosperity, and autonomy, Dad. And this is what's going on now, even in our own country, because of our rebellion and disobedience, we are in the takeaway. We are moving from a republic, a representative republic, a democracy that's operating out of an, a recognition of a sovereign God. And therefore, because we've rejected God, he's rejecting us and we're losing our rights. Biden made it very plain before he came in. At the end of the day, he said, you will have no property and you're going to be happy about it. The goal uh, of this present globalist agenda is fundamentally, and you know it, Marxist socialist. It wants to it's going to hike the prices so high that no one can afford anything. It's going to take away property rights massively to where, 
everything will be fundamentally a ghetto, particularly for the poor people of our world. If there is not uh, largely uh, a, a significant amount of wealth or resources on your part, your parents' part, or what have you, uh, a good portion of, a, of America is going to be looking at uh, welfare ghetto type setups um, in the next next uh, in the very near future, and it's going to be the new norm. The gap between the rich and the poor is already astronomical. The fact that our economy is already e collapsed to the tune of more than $23 trillion is the big elephant in the room. The fact that we are on the brink of a digital economy reset is clearly understood by you and me and many others, even people in the, uh, in, the, in, the uh, in the government. This is why the government is confiscating as much wealth as it, it can. This is why they have for decades bought into foreign interests and sold American land, property, real estate to China and others for decades because it knows at a certain point when it's declared that our economy is no longer sustainable, we move into the reset, the vast majority of people are going to be people who are given welfare checks digitally and uh, won't know anything about owning property, land, or any of that which was originally established uh, under uh, the founding fathers in this country, predicated upon people who feared God. As the founding fathers said, you cannot have a, rep a representative republic, a free democracy where men don't fear and believe God. And this is where we are going right now. I'll close with these words because we're at the end of our time. It's the word 2030. Between now and 2030, you will see for the next two to three years a change of structure. By 2024, you will see a radical implementation of the structural changes. So yeah, for a year or two, people are gonna be saying they are crying wolf. By the year 2023, 2024, it will be implemented. So I warned you, the only other thing you and I can do now is look to Christ to deliver us from ourselves. Until next time, God bless you.